New York, a global metropolis brimming with culture, energy, life, and of course, money. But behind the glitz and glamour, there's a different story. One in five New Yorkers is living through the pandemic in poverty. Last year, Sixteleon Barrio lost her jobs and one of her sons. Now she ekes out a living collecting bottles. Brigitte Harris wants to help. She collects food donations for people in need. Because the things wealthy New Yorkers throw away are desperately needed by the city's poor. It's payday for Sixtele on Barrio. She has an entire week's worth of work in these bags, and every cent counts. There are 144 cans in here. Each one's worth six cents, so that's 864 cents for each bag. For that one, I get 1,440 cents, and I have five of those. It should be $230 total. Sixta has lived in New York City for 34 years. She immigrated illegally from Mexico. Her husband left the family, and Sixta raised five children all by herself. Before the pandemic, Sixta had four cleaning jobs. Now she only has one. In order to pay the $600 rent for her room, she collects bottles every day. I go early in the morning or at night after dark. Since the pandemic, lots of people collect bottles. Even the men come with the supermarket carts full of bottles. It wasn't like that before. But now, with the pandemic, it's the only way we can survive. We don't get help otherwise. Here, put another one on top. The recycling contractor that buys Sixta's bottles is waiting a few blocks away. Across the East River in Manhattan, Brigitte Harris and her team of volunteers are also collecting. Not bottles, but cookies to give to New Yorkers in need. These cookies are among the most popular in the city. Chocolate and peanut butter, chocolate chip and walnut, $7 a piece, and the boxes are full. Today, cookies, these are pieces of loaf. This looks like a lemon loaf. It's almost always their cookies, a lot of leftover cookies, muffins, whatever they don't sell from the, the night before, we take them. And it's still pretty good stuff. It's not stale or anything. If the team didn't take these baked goods, they'd be thrown away like so much food in the city. Oh, that's going to be really heavy. Let's go. <laughs> You're going to get that? I think so, yeah. Well, we can stop if we need be. Yeah. Brigitte's main job is delivering meals by bicycle for a delivery app. But on the side, she collects food donations all over New York City for the nonprofit Rescuing Leftover Cuisine. Her family is originally from Liberia. For her, fighting hunger is personal. When I was there, 
it was going through a civil war and a brother who died from starvation. So ever since then, I've um, hated food waste. To see the amount of food that gets wasted and then just seeing people on the streets hungry, right here in America, it really hurts to know that people are wasting food when there's hungry people out there. Today, they drop off the donations at the Bowery Mission in southern Manhattan. It's the oldest Christian relief mission in the city. It all gets carefully weighed. It was a total of 182.5 pounds of our pickup today. Very good. Yeah, are you satisfied? Oh yeah. I knew, I knew it was going to be over 150. I just didn't know if it was going to hit 200. But this is still pretty good. The Bowery Mission has been helping the city's poor for 140 years. Even in the days of the Spanish flu, it provided food and a place to sleep. And today, thanks to Brigitte and her team, there's a delicious cookie for dessert, too. Back in Brooklyn, Sixta has arrived at the collection point. She has fewer empties than usual. That's because she's been on a hunger strike. Together with 14 others, she's been calling on the state to finally help immigrants like her. Because they're undocumented, they're not eligible for most government aid. I took part because there needs to finally be justice. There are so many immigrants here, and most of us pay taxes. Why? Because we thought that was the only way we would eventually get a residency permit, by paying taxes. The protest was an act of desperation. She says eventually she no longer felt hunger. We were given coconut water to drink and a vitamin powder to keep the body going. I lasted for 16 days. It was a success. New York State has now promised $2.1 billion to help people like Sixta. She's one of more than half a million undocumented immigrants living in New York City. The success of the hunger strike has given them courage. It was a big victory. I'm very happy because we did it. We won. It's great for us. Everything is going to get much better in this country. The money will come. They'll help us. I think people will even get residence documents. The money from the state is not yet here, and neither are the documents. But at least the recycling contractor has arrived. Sixta gets a little less than she hoped for, but she's still happy. He paid me $193. Back at the Bowery Mission, Chef Aisha Pradani is making sure everything is ready for lunch. Soon the clients will be arriving. We're going to start packing up at about 11 o'clock, um, so in about five minutes. They distribute two to 300 meals every day, impossible without the help of volunteers. So whatever we have out now, um, we can probably just wrap them up 
and start sanitizing and getting ready to pack up, okay? Thanks, guys. You guys are all done back there? So how about this? Let's start bringing back the crates of Levane cookies, and I'll show you where you can put them. Before COVID, people ate in the dining hall, but now it's all takeout. What's up, Henry? Where you been, baby? Huh? Most of the people here are regulars. Mike Kinney also comes here on a regular basis. Hey, let's see, there's watermelon. Looks like a beef stew with some cabbage and rice and some bread. Mike is a trained x-ray technician. He lost his job and home before the pandemic. It's a difficult time to find new work and get back on his feet. He appreciates any help he can get. It was good. I love watermelon. Save the rest for later. Because so many people are homeless during the pandemic, the city has temporarily put them up in hotels. My friends, some of them are in homeless shelters, so they moved them to hotels, motels. Then they lost their, they couldn't pay for their phone bills. They lost their jobs. Unemployment took a long time. So I lost contact with a lot of people that I consider friends. And uh, the Bowery Mission helped me a lot. A lot of the, the people that worked there, just sitting and talking to them for like 45 minutes, just got me out of the deep you know, space and became um, optimistic instead of pessimistic. He never thought he'd be in this position, relying on help from others. It's humiliating to me, but it's humbled me because I did have a good paying job and it, relying on someone, I'm, I've never been used to that. I don't like relying on, on, on people. But until he finds work, he has no choice. The last year has taken its toll. For a while there, I was really not doing anything. I was just depressed, gave up. The city was like dead. I mean, I was just laying in bed, doing nothing, just getting even more depressed. Mike wants to leave New York as soon as he can, to go somewhere where life is easier and cheaper. Sixta is also getting a snack. The pandemic hasn't just made life more difficult, it also took away her youngest son. Unemployment, alcohol, depression, he was only 30 years old. He went into the bathroom and died there within five minutes. I was downstairs, I was going to get the car and take him to Coney Island. That's when my other son said, Mom, quick, my brother isn't responding, he's asleep. I ran like crazy up the stairs. But by then he was dead. My son was dead. I want to leave here. I've been here for 34 years, and I'm old. I don't want to be here anymore. I want to go back to my brothers. I'll get through this year, and then I'll go back to Mexico. God willing.
For many, New York is a city of dreams. But for people like Sixta, the pandemic has turned it into a nightmare. A nightmare she wants to escape from as soon as possible. <laughs> 